1: And welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, currently the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah. Great to have you, Father. We're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT, and we're continuing our discussion about Mary. And uh, today we're going to uh, cover question uh, 83, which says, what does the Immaculate Conception of Mary mean?
2: Great. That's that's an excellent question and often misunderstood. What the Immaculate Conception is, of course, the Immaculate Conception is uh, the uh, recalls the truth that uh, the mystery that Mary was conceived without original sin in the womb of her mother Saint Anne, and um, we we kind of understand the Immaculate Conception from the words of Saint Gabriel at the Annunciation hail full of grace and it the fathers of the church in the early centuries of the church wanted to understand what that meant what does it mean to say full of grace and what it means is this that she was preeminent in grace that there was no human being who had more grace uh, than Mary Uh, other than jesus i mean who is both human and god jesus is both human and god but aside from jesus no one had more was more preeminent in grace than mary and that's what it means to say full of grace now in order to be preeminent in grace that means that every moment of your existence from the beginning from the moment of your existence you are filled with grace you see because if if not then there could be somebody more that would be more preeminent in grace that would be so the the early fathers of the church understood the fullness of grace which is the message of gabriel to mary at the annunciation as that mary would be preeminent in grace now it took a it took a long time the the church understood this truth but it took a long time for the church to uh finally articulate it because it it takes many centuries to go from an uh you know a, a basic understanding to the ability to articulate that understanding and that's why the doctrine even though believed from the earliest time in the church that Mary was immaculately conceived it, it her immaculate conception does not happen of course until the 19th century uh, I believe it's 1854 the when it's officially declared as a universally accepted uh, doctrine of the church, uh, so Mary is uh, conceived without sin from the moment of her conception. Not she's not. It's not a virgin birth. Uh, they uh, the normal in the normal course of things, Mary came to be in the womb of uh, Saint Anne, but by a special grace. For foreseeing the merits of Jesus Christ, she was preserved uh, from all sin, original and personal sin, from the first moment of her existence, namely at her conception in the womb of St. Anne. And that's important, too, you know, to remember, because the church is implicitly teaching, of course, that human life begins at conception also there. But it's not that Mary didn't need the salvation of, that Jesus Christ brings. Mary needed that salvation as much as uh, as anyone else, but that she received that salvation uh, proleptically in advance. Um, uh, but it was due to the merits of Jesus Christ on the cross, mm-hmm. and, it was, and it was in view of the fact that she would be the mother of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So all that all that we need to recall and remember when we're talking about the immaculate conception and um it it ties uh, in it's very much a part of our salvation
1: okay so it's good that you made clear that the immaculate conception was Mary's birth and not Jesus's because a lot of people confuse that they think well of course Jesus was born without sin but actually it was Mary uh also, who was born without sin. Although she's not equal to God, she's a creature like you and I. But she's very special because of her dedication of her life to Jesus, and more importantly, and most importantly, her yes, when the angel came to her and and she said, be it done to me according to your word, as God has said.
2: That's right. And so uh, she's full of grace, and so she's perfectly free. See, this is something that we don't grasp immediately is that grace does not inhibit freedom, grace makes us more free. And it's precisely because she is so full of grace that she is the most free person on the planet. Um, And, uh, you know, short of Jesus Christ, always, we could always preface our statement. Uh, Mm -hmm. Aside from Jesus Christ, she is the most free person on the planet uh, because she is full of grace. So when the angel Gabriel does present to her God's plan that she would be the mother of Jesus Christ, the mother of God, the mother of the Savior, the mother of the Messiah, she can respond perfectly freely to that. And so it is meritorious on her part that she said yes to God because she was perfectly free.
1: Mm-hmm. Another way that I've had it explained to me, Father, and, and tell me if this isn't an, uh, an accurate depiction, that god can do whatever he wants and obviously he wanted a perfect vessel to be born into the world if you can make your mother any way that you could of course you would make her as beautiful and as perfect as possible so by doing that again god can do whatever he wants that was his will that the mother of jesus be without sin and that way when jesus was born he was in a perfect receptacle to be able to come into the world. Would that be an accurate understanding?
2: Yes, I think that would be accurate. And that that's a good way of thinking about it. And um, it's uh, uh, from all eternity, God deigned to do this. Um, so that um, it uh, it is God's will and um, his uh, action, his decision uh, to create Mary uh, without sin. Um, with the foresee foreseeing the merits of Jesus Christ on the cross so that it is not that Mary does not need a savior she needs a savior also but she received his salvation in advance in anticipation of the fact that she was going to be Jesus's mother so when we talk about the Immaculate Conception it was a singular grace for Mary but it was also a grace for us because by virtue of her Immaculate Conception She was an apt vessel to be the mother of God. And by being an apt vessel to be the mother of God, she is our mother as well, because through the grace of baptism, we are Christ's brothers and sisters. And so, Mary, so the Immaculate Conception, a singular grace for Mary but also a grace for us because it makes Mary our mother. That is, we have a mother in the spiritual life. And we need a mother in the spiritual life. Just as in the natural order of things we need a mother, so in the sp- the supernatural order we need a mother. We need someone who can help us to grow in the spiritual life. Someone who can help us to surrender to Jesus uh, and to... Uh, and who can teach us uh, about Jesus perfectly and to um and how to love him perfectly and what um, so just as a mother uh, just as we need a mother in the natural order of things to nourish us to teach us uh, to help us to comfort us in t- you know Mary as our mother comforts us in time of distress, especially in time of sin. We need Mary's maternal help uh, to understand that when we sin, we do not need to um, suffer debilitating guilt, nor need we uh, um, make calculated excuses. All we need to do is humbly and honestly confess our sins in the sacrament of confession and receive our Lord's mercy and compassion. And that's what Mary does, especially as our mother. She reminds us. Of our Lord's mercy and compassion and we need that because see we have a tendency of thinking that God is mad at us God is angry with us God is out to punish us Um, and uh, Mary is one of those helps the Lord gives us as our gentle comforting mother to remind us that God is not angry he's not mad um, and he cannot stop loving us no matter what we do. He will love us. You know, Can a mother forget her child? Even if a mother f- could forget her child, I will not forget you. Um, you know, so it's, it's that kind of thing, that the immaculate conception, it makes Mary a fit mother for us.
1: So question 84 of the UCAT asks, was Mary an active participant in salvation history or just an instrument?
2: yeah I mean, see, some people like to think of Mary as just as just a vessel, as just a physical instrument. She was just a physical mother who gave birth, and then she wasn't needed after that. um but uh that that is a very impoverished notion of salvation, first of all, it's an impoverished notion of motherhood, an impoverished notion of womanhood um and human per- an impoverished notion of human personhood uh no the catholic church teaches the fullness of christ's revelation the fullness of motherhood the fullness of personhood of human personhood the truth uh the catholic faith is about the truth of motherhood mary was not simply a physical vessel no, she was very much as in natural motherhood. She was a, a full participant in the coming to be of Jesus as man, of the Son of God incarnate as man. That is, her yes, her fiat, her giving of herself, her perpetual virginity, her complete consecration and devotion to the Lord was very much. She was a very much an active participant in the incarnation. She and she continues to be an active participant in our salvation.
1: Good point, Father. Uh, that also would be an unbiblical view because Mary's all throughout the Scripture after His birth, including being with the apostles in the upper room when the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost, and at the foot of the cross during the crucifixion and on and on
2: yeah i mean it's an impo- to to think that she's just a physical vessel is not only an impoverished notion of motherhood of womanhood but of marriage you know um mary enters into a marriage with god now she okay she is married to joseph but she's married to god in a special way and you know and that's why religious women are so important in the church uh, you know, the church teaches that the highest office in the – what do you think the highest office in the – the highest office in the church is woman religious.
1: Well said, Father. Thanks for helping us to better understand who Mary is. You've been listening to Father Greg Maturi. Can we have a blessing on our listeners, please? May the
2: blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen.
1: Amen. We want you to remember that Faith with Father is a great teaching tool to use at your parish along with the UCAT. You can listen to any archive show, then go by number and cover the entire UCAT. You can just go to livingbreadradio.com, go to the programming tab, and click on Faith with Father. Until next time, this has been Tim Perry. God bless you. Bye now.
0: This has been Faith with Father